Amen. All right, well, good evening and welcome to our uh, midweek Wednesday service. Uh, for the last uh, uh, three weeks, this is our fourth week, uh, we've been hitting uh, Grown Up. Well, this is the fourth installment of Grown Up because we had, I know the week Pastor Mel was teaching on the soul, uh, being sold out. All right, so we ended last week with talking about, you know, of course, we've been spending some time talking about just the challenge with, um, again, at every level of life, whether it's someone that's an adolescent, someone that's a teenager, a young adult or adult, or even some, some uh, we'll call senior aged folk. I guess I don't know what category that is now since, <laughs> you know, <laughs> since uh, uh, it was formerly the category that I'm in, since it's been changed. We, we, we changing it up, <laughs> right? But, uh, but at, at each level, you have people that have just not wanted to be grown up. Um, and it's just, uh, it's amazing because it's, it, it becomes actually a default and it just keeps perpetuating yourself. You know, if you've had, you know, people that had children, you know, maybe uh, when they were, you know, barely uh, just got into high school and some even before high school and they're raising children, you know, you got kids raising kids. But that doesn't mean a child won't grow up. That just means that you have, you have that, that young person has to mature fast. But some people don't want to mature. They want the, you know, they'll pretend and skirt around or, or manipulate around the responsibility of growing up. You know, just, just, you know, the whole thing about fighting the flesh, it's just growing up, you know. This stuff has a shelf life. Uh, or, you know, not you know, hanging out like we used to, drinking like we used to, running with the fellows like we used to. You know, all that stuff is immaturity. Or even, you know, uh, it's something that we, you know, we constantly help people through as we're in ministry. Uh, you guys have heard of midlife crisis, where people have a midlife crisis. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's like there's something in them that defaults back to, it's almost like early onset of, of something that can happen when you're older. You know how when people are older, they revert back to acting like a child when you're talking to them. But like when people go through a midlife crisis, like you're trying to return to something that you've already grown beyond and you're never gonna capture that which you missed. You know, it's, it's, it's almost, it's impossible. You know, I'm, um, uh, I'll be 59, right? 59 here in, uh, what, two, three weeks? Three, three weeks. And I can try to capture, you know, I'll miss windows. I missed some windows uh, in high school. I didn't play in high school. I didn't play uh, basketball in high school. I ended up playing in college. And, you know, you know some other semi-pro stuff or whatever, but I didn't play in high school. I can't go back and play in high school. I'm, I'm 59. My body doesn't even feel like it did in high school. You know what I'm saying? It's over. It's, you know, uh, I didn't go to my prom. You know, it was choice. It was choice. I, you know, I, I promised. Uh, I made a couple of promises. You know, I made a promise. Then I wanted to do something else. So I just said I'm not going. I, I can't go back and do the prom. It's over. You see, certain, certain things have a shelf life to them, and it's not even a punishment it's actually a blessing because there's things that, that certain things we should be avoiding anyway, right? And so we talked about how, how 
when we don't want to grow up or we're, we're avoiding uh, what we've established as growing up, when we start avoiding those things, we talked about how we can find ourselves living a lie, right? We can find that. And then we asked the question last week, uh, can you live a lie or live in a lie, you know? You know, like just stay in denial. You know how you're trying to grow, you could be trying to grow your niece, your nephew, or your, or your children, or your friends, and they're, they lie, <laughs> you know? And you know they lie, you know? They just don't want to be honest about where they are. So we gave you this word last week called uh, perfidious. Uh, for those that are watching online, those that are watching online, uh, sorry, I was just helping people avoid the camera. <laughs> All right. So those that, <laughs> those that are watching online already have it listed. Per- perfidious is uh, to be deceitful or untrustworthy. Be deceitful or untrustworthy. So a lot of times when we're avoiding growing up, we're, we're running from being uh, just honest with ourselves, you know, running from being honest with ourselves. So let's look at Romans 1, Romans 1, and we'll hit uh, 25. We'll hit 25. Again, we're talking about being grown up for those that are watching online um, and that, that are just tuned in. And just from the angle of, like, like really embracing uh, transforming, you know. If you look at our, our artwork here that we put together, you have your Bible. I don't know. You got this one? You, you, all right, so you have your Bible. And, again, we have the butterfly effect because, the, the, in reality, we, we transform. We go from caterpillars and we grow up or we transform into being butterflies, right? And, and so we don't want to be a caterpillar our whole life or the best, best caterpillar on the tree, as we've been talking about since way back in youth ministry. You know, just, you know, your most popular caterpillar on the tree. Uh, but all you see is the tree as opposed to evolving into a butterfly where you can see the world, right? So eventually we all have to grow up. And it seems like it's uncomfortable. Well, it is uncomfortable, but it's so worth it. You know, you get to experience so much. You have a whole lot less weight, which we'll talk about here later. All right, so, so Romans chapter 1, this is when people kind of uh, lost their minds in the Bible and end up in some tough situations. Uh, so verse 25 says this. It says, who, who, well, I guess we need to. We need to wait till Pastor Mel turns off that, uh, that uh, English dude speaking the word. All right, so let's, let's, let's go up to verse 22 because that will make the, this make more sense. It says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incor- uncorruptible God. That's going to be important later. Into the image made like to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and to creeping things. It says, wherefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie. That's the most important thing. They changed the truth of God into a lie. So God made us and he designed us. And there's a truth about all of us. We're all designed to be uh, fulfilled and great in our own way. God took the time to make us that way. 
But when we conform to the world, we don't transform, we start to corrupt that truth and convert it into a lie, right? So it says, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forevermore. And so if you, you, our goal is not to worship the creature before the creator, not to change the truth. The truth is our shield. That's our protector. So as we navigate in this life through all this craziness and violence and sin and hating and stuff like that, what keeps us protected through all that is our shield called the truth, right? We don't want to convert that into a lie because now we're navigating through life and we're weaker. We're a lot weaker when we should be operating in a level of strength, right? Truth keeps us in strength. So when we, we leave the truth and we convert ourselves into a lie, now we're unprotected. We're totally exposed to the attack of the enemy. The enemy can always break you down, twist you up, which is called wicked, when you're in a lie. If you're in the truth, you're unstoppable. If you're in the truth, you're unstoppable because no one can touch you, right? You know, and, and this is the thing. For a lot of us, we have the truth smothered uh, inside of lies. It's smothered. So in other words, anytime I see somebody and I want to be like them instead of being who I am, now I take on something that's not me. So now I'm taking on a piece of a lie. Then somebody else tries to punk me into being like them, I take on another piece of a lie. Then somebody else tries to control me into being like them, I take on another piece of a lie. After a while, I'm so caught up in being like everybody in this world, I'm living a lie and I forget who I am. So now I start dealing with depression. Now I'm frustrated. You know, now I'm irritable. I'm snapping at everybody all the time because I don't like my life. Why? Because I'm not living my life, right? If I'm living my life, I'm in truth. I'm not living in lies. And uh, Pastor Mella said something, uh, you know, some weeks ago when we were talking about this. She said, you know, uh, it's it's an amazing thing how we can live from, we can live a lie from the inside out. So on the inside, we're lying. On the outside, we're fronting, (laughs) Right? And I thought that was powerful because we want to be the same person inside and out. We don't want to be um, uh, uh, fake, right, which we'll get to later. Let's go to Matthew 16. This is uh, um, Zipporah. Yeah, you know it, 1624, right? One of her favorite scriptures. And by the way, Mr. Lamar, if you're watching, uh, uh, Zipporah says she missed you. Okay, I just thought I'd let you know it out there, brother. 1624. Yeah, 1624. It says, then said Jesus unto his his disciples. It says, if any man will come after me, key word here is let him deny, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So if, if we line that up, what we're talking about today, when he says, let him deny himself, deny the lie. Deny the lie that's trying to hold you captive, right? Take up your cross, pass the growth test. So we all have growth tests, you know, uh, where you know you have to grow up and you're being challenged. Okay, so, so when we're young and we're in school, some of the growth tests is uh, just education in general. Nobody really, I mean, be honest, ain't nobody doing cartwheels about going to school. Right? But school is not about being comfortable. It's about growing us up. 
So most of the things that it takes to grow us up are uncomfortable. Be honest, you know, uh, probably from Friday, say Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, most of the time. Sorry for the money. Maybe from Friday to to Tuesday, most of the time, I'm lifting weights, right? It's not comfortable. I don't like lifting weights, but if I want to stay in shape, I have to lift the weights. We was out, me, my son, and my grandson was out hooping, and ain't nobody really trying. Anybody trying to do all those drills? You're trying to play basketball. Not me. I've been there, done that. But it's, it's not about what's comfortable. It's about doing what's best. Uh, uh, my grandson was drinking. Yeah, I, I make this. You know, you're making all these little smoothies and stuff. So, so, so I had him drinking this morning. He said, I can't drink this. <laughs> you know, this is nasty. And so I told him, I said, we don't drink it for the taste. No, what did you say? You said, how do your taste buds <laughs> get through this, right? But I was telling them we don't drink it for the taste. We drink it for the nutrition, right? So now I wasn't always that way. I used to drink for the taste. But it's not about what, what's, what tastes good, what feels good, what's comfortable. It's about what's best. Now we know we're growing up. You know, I was hearing my son talking about <laughs> You know, he was turning off lights and everything in the house. I was like, whoa, that's a whole nother level. But he said, hey, I realized something when, uh, what'd you say, when you pay the bill? <laughs> when you pay the bill, but that's growing up. Well, there's people that's your age that have to pay the bill, and they still don't pay attention to lights, right, because they still haven't grown up, right? So, so we got to pass the deny ourselves. That means deny the lie. Take up our cross. That's pass the growth test. And, and Christ said, follow me. Well, he's the way, the truth, and the life. What he's saying is follow the truth. The more you follow me, the more you'll grow into who you are. And you'll never, look, you'll never be depressed. Because how are you going to be depressed being who you are? You're only depressed when you can't keep up with everybody else and people give you a hard time because you don't do all the things they do. Well, that's fine because you're not trying to be them, right? Right, the only thing that you could be happy at doing, the only thing that you could be comfortable at doing, the only thing that you can do at its best is be you. And anybody that really loves you, they'll be happy with you what? Being you. <laughs> anybody that does it, you don't want to be bothered with them anyway, right? Because they're trying to corrupt your truth. All right, so let's look at Psalms uh, 91.4, Psalms 91.4. And so remember, we said this truth is our shield. That keeps us protected. But I like to, to, to confirm everything I'm saying with God's word so it's not just, you're not taking it as my opinion. All right? All right, so Psalm 91, 4 says, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. Look here, after the colon, it says, His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. His truth. Now, that word truth means final reality, finished product. So the reason why we have the butterfly design, the reason why I created this is because uh, it represents truth. The, the truth about the caterpillar is the butterfly. The truth about the, bull, the, the tadpole is it's a bullfrog, right? The truth, the truth about the acorn is it's an oak tree. And so, so we don't want to be stuck in the caterpillar stage of our life or stuck in a cocoon, submerged in a cocoon. We want to squeeze through that cocoon um, through that crystallis is what they call it, and, and spread our wings and fly, right? We want to keep moving towards the truth. 
All right, look here at Psalm 40. I'll give you a few scriptures here to confirm what God is talking about today. So Psalm 40. And if we master this, if we can grow up, we can be free, we can fly, we can do great things because we were designed for greatness, right? But if we stay immature, we'll never see greatness and we'll constantly be frustrated blaming other people for our poor choices and our lazy choices, right? We don't want to do that. All we got to do is embrace the truth. So Psalm 40, uh, verses 10 and 11, it says, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. This is David talking. He says, I have not concealed thy loving kindness, look, and thy truth from the great congregation. So, so again, he's talking about as I'm dealing with people, they see truth. I'm not holding back no truth. And you can, you can attach this to every part of your life. If I'm going out there to play sports, I'm going to be all of me. So people are going to see the truth, and they're going to, God will get the glory. If I'm preaching, they're going to see the truth, and God's going to get the glory. I'm not, see, when I front, when I'm, when I'm operating in a lie, then God doesn't see, people don't see the truth. So God doesn't get the glory on me um, giving a, uh, presenting a counterfeit. Verse 11, it says, Withhold not thou, thou thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. Look, so he's saying, let your truth continually preserve me. As long as I operate in what you design me to be, that should protect me through anything that's coming at me. So we know this in Psalm 139, 14. It says, he fearfully and wonderfully made us. So God handcrafted each of us. So here you have, you have this whole family here and similar blood but different design. Like you got different operations, you got different levels of creativity, uh, you have different levels of fire. Two fireballs right here, <laughs> uh, Grandma and Nyla, right? You have uh, different levels of diligence and daring, right? Uh, but 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 so so Mondale was born, and then Chanel was born. But God said, I got to fearfully and wonderfully make this Chanel, so I got to add this so she's not exactly like Mondale, right? Then Mondale Jr. was born. He says, okay, I'm going to add this because he's going to not exactly be like Chanel and Mondale. Then Nyla, I've got to add this. So he kept adding things to say, okay, you can't compare yourself with nobody else. You can only compare yourself with what you were designed to be, right? So, so, so when you walk in this truth, when you walk, the Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 9, it says we're peculiar people, a special people. All of us are special, right? So when we walk in that specialness, we grow. You're, but when we are, we're, you notice how when you, when you start out, you second guess everything. Somebody says, oh, you can sing. Go out there and say, I don't want to sing. I don't know. I want to mess up. This, that, and the other. So you start to, to question what God placed in you. But when you start to at least walk by faith and take steps to operate in what God created, you, you, you flow better. So the whole time, the adversary who, you know, way back when he was Lucifer, you have to look at it. So you have, he's, he's with, uh, you got Gabriel, you have Michael, and you have Lucifer. Those are the archangels. You know, one, one was the messenger, one was the warrior, and one was responsible for all the worshiping angels. And so God, they're creating an atmosphere, and God has this unique design because God declared the end from the beginning. So he looked way ahead of our life and start 
declared what he wanted, and then he worked himself back and says, okay, you're going to need this, 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 you're going to need this. And then he gets to the beginning, and if we take the steps, or Matthew 7, uh, 13, the narrow path, and keep, keep it a step, we pick up everything we need along the way as we're reaching our final truth and design. So while he was doing this and declaring all this, you know, before we were in the born, before the earth even existed, Lucifer, before he fell, got a sneak at the plans. So, so he, he falls, he gets, he's out of the will of God because he got, got uh, prideful. And so he's out of the will of God with a third of the angels. So he's collecting the third of angels and said, well, we ain't going to hell by ourselves. No, 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 no. We need to get some of these. Look, look at them thinking they special and they chilling. So what we need to do, we can't stop them as long as they're in truth and they're on truth road. So we need to get them off a of truth road because we can't touch them as long as they're on that path. Right? So now what we have to figure out a way is to get them to oppose themselves or deceive themselves. We got to get them. So we need to trick them to think that they're not enough. Right now, according to the plans, he's going to birth this Adam and Eve, and we probably could start. Adam's going to be hard, but I think if we get to Eve, the way the, the design's supposed to be, Adam's supposed to protect Eve. So as soon as we get Eve, he's going to try to protect her, and that way we'll get them all out of the presence of God. And once we get them out of the presence of God, we can deceive them a whole lot better, right? But we got to get them out of God's presence because as long as they're in God's face, they're going to see they're great. They're going to see their truth. They're going to see their design. But if we get them out of his presence, we can uh, have them question themselves, right? So if you think about it, even with Eve, he said... Now, do you sure what God told you? You sure that if, he, if, that, that if you eat of this tree, you ain't going to be okay? I think you should go ahead and eat the tree, man. God, that's, see, God didn't want you to be like him. Now, she had, they had everything they needed already, but he had them to question what they needed, right? So, so once they started questioning it, they would think something's missing. So if God gets you to think something's missing, then you're going to try to add to which you already have. You already have everything you need. And so, so soon as he, soon, soon as he does that, you're on his path, you're on your path, you're walking in your truth, you're just getting greater and greater and greater. And then he go, hey man, you sure you want to keep going down that path? I mean, if you go down that path, man, like, like you sure you're going to get everything? You might not be fulfilled. Look, look at all I got for you. You know how you, you watch the movies where the dude's on the corner and he opens up his coat. Like this, they used to do this in New York all the time. We used to go through New York. Dude opened up his coat like, what you need? They have watches on this side. <laughs> you know, jewelry on this side. So you got the adversary and the, and the demons like, yo, yo. Yo, you sure you ain't going to need nothing? I can hook you up. I can make you look better. I can give you a, a different body look. Hey, look, I can hook you up with this. Look, you take this position right here. Everybody going to think you popular. I can get you some likes on Facebook or Instagram or what is it? Snapchat, whatever. Yeah, I, I forgot all the, the stuff y'all do. Uh, what is, what's, the, what's the other one? TikTok. <laughs> right, so, so he's trying to offer us compromise. And why? Because Satan is the father of lies. Pastor Mel mentioned the scripture last week in, in um, uh, John chapter 844. So right after he says, you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free, shortly later he said, you know, the devil is the father of lies. Like, he can't tell the truth. So if you listen to him and you don't listen to God, all he can do is lie to you. 
And all he can do is offer you lies. He can't offer you the truth. But before you even got to that, he told you that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Right? The truth makes you free from the lie. Why? Because the truth can't be stopped. If you're in truth, you can't be stopped. Right? And this is the thing. The truth is our incorruptible seed. We talked about uh, operate. Incorruptible means to be immortal, to be um, almost like super. And so if you're in the truth, because there's nobody like you, you're super. If you're in a lie, you could be stopped. So the lie is like your kryptonite. Anytime you take on a lie, it's like kryptonite, right? So the, the, it's, the truth is our incorruptible seed of purpose. It's when, it's when our truth or our final reality has grown up to manifest in our life. Our truth has grown up to manifest in our life. And that's when we're unstoppable. That's, see, we were born in that truth. Let's look at First uh, Peter 1. First Peter 1. And so all this, you know, the Bible says all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, those are from the father of lies to try to weaken your ability to walk in truth and be great. And when we, we get suckered, we, 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 when we take, we get suckered. It's like somebody offering you candy to rot in your teeth or something, right? We get suckered into taking on these lies and we lose sight of our truth. But we're comfortable because we're like them as opposed to being like us. So First Peter 1, verse 23, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Version just for um, another perspective. It says, for you have been born again, that is reborn from above, spiritually transformed, we're talking about transformed, renewed, set apart for his purpose. Not of, not of seed which is perishable or corruptible, it says King James, but that which is imperishable, look, and immortal. That, that is through the living and everlasting word. So when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior because we've been born in this world of sin and inequity, now we start to awaken into truth, into our design, so it takes some of the weight off of us. But see, but, but, but we don't, a lot of times we don't want to accept Jesus. We don't want to live for Christ because we don't want to grow up. And when we don't want to grow up, we're still immature. And when we're immature, we're living a lie. When we're immature, we're living a lie, right? And, and the thing is, we stop seeing things. When we're living a lie, we stop seeing things as they are we start seeing them as we are. When we're living a lie, we stop thing, seeing things as they are. So like, you know, uh, you know, so growing up, your parents could tell you, they're telling you the truth, but since you're, you're immature, you're looking through clouded lenses, you don't want to hear the truth. So you're not going to, you're not going to, so, so let's look at it this way. You, you're walking, you're growing up, you're walking, but then you get distracted by the adversary, so now, now you're going in this way, you're living a lie. So your parents is like, hey, you might want to go back this way because you, you, if you keep going that way, you're going to keep going into living more of a lie. You're going to walk, walk towards more kryptonite. You're going to be a lot more weakened. You might want to redirect yourself back to the truth. That's where your fulfillment is. But if you're in denial, you're like, Man, you tripping. You don't know what you're talking about, you old person. And I'm just going to go this way, you know, because this is cool, man. This looks cool. And everybody's going this way, right? But they're trying to get you back on truth road because that's where your peace is and that's where your fulfillment is. 
<laughs> right? And that's, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> right? And that's where your fulfillment is. So, 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 but when you're immature, you can't see things as they are. So you can't see you're walking towards kryptonite. Right? You're seeing things as you are, not as they really are. You're off track. Right? You're off track and you're in compromise. Right? You're not in truth. And so what happens is our public presentation ceases to display the reality of the truth of our lives. So, so, so then we start fronting. So public presentation, I, mean, I look one way on the outside, but on the inside, uh, I'm operating another way. Now I have a, uh, uh, I have a private life and a, a public presentation as opposed to I'm walking in all truth all the time. But this is the thing. When you're immature and you're living a lie, eventually you're hidden indiscretions. So hidden indiscretions are, you know, when you're careless and short-sighted. You really don't, you know, but you're hiding stuff, right? But eventually your hidden indiscretions will force unexpected pressure to reveal your true worth and expose your fake value. So after a while, when you're living a lie, uh, eventually there's going to be pressure. Pressure is going to expose your true worth, like how you really are, and it's going to expose your fake value. You know, that's what happened to King Saul. King Saul was operating, you know, with the presentation of a king, but the whole time he was secretly practicing mischief against David, and eventually it came out and he lost his kingdom, right? And so your only guarantees of not uh, operating this way are not deceiving yourself or being deceived or is being a doer of the word, right? So James chapter 1, let's look at James chapter 1. Because the only way of, of, of not getting suckered into being a lie is just to keep our face in the word, being, but not just uh, receiving the word, but being a doer of the word, applying the word, right? Uh, because the scripture says you receive the, with meekness the engrafted word, it, it saves your soul. What's to save your soul from? Deception and double-mindedness, right? Remember, like, presenting one thing but living some, an, another way, right? You know, you know, talking one thing out of your mouth but living another way in reality. So James chapter 1, if I can get there real quick. I know I'm going kind of fast just rolling through this. All right, so verse 8. It's, look, it says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. person that's double-minded. You know, uh, again, one presentation, but living a, a different way, right? One way on the outside and a different way on the inside. So that means you could be at school, you know, when you're young, you could be at school, you could present yourself one way, but at home, you're in a whole other person. Well, that's living a lie. Why can't you be the same person at home and at school? Why can't you be the same person at home and at work? Why can't you just be the same person at church and at work? See, I slipped that in there. All right. All right, so let's look here at verse 22. Let's drop down to verse 22. It says, it says, but be ye a doer of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So a person that just reads the word but doesn't apply it, right, they're going to deceive themselves. So remember we gave you the scripture last week. It's, it's in here somewhere, right, ain't it? Uh, verse 26, it says, I'm, I'm going I'm to go back up to 22, but but just because this connects to deceiving your own selves. 
Verse 26 says, if any among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. So we can deceive our own heart. We could deceive ourselves and deceive our own heart. Let's go back here to, uh, we'll start here with verse 22. It says, well, be ye a doer of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. Verse 23, it says, for if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. He beholdeth himself and forgetteth his way. No, I'm sorry, and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. So remember how we gave the example of God declared the end from the beginning. He started us on the road, the truth road to live in truth, right? And so the more, and, he, and, and he, he declared the end from the beginning. So we said he, he started here at the end and, and, and said, you're going to need this, you're going to need this, you're going to need this. So a part of that is the word that you need, the truth, right? So you just put, the, put this, you're going to need this, you're going to need this, you're going to need this. So as you, you, you're moving down this path, you're picking up this, the word. The word constantly shows you on the right track. So as you're driving on the road, you have your GPS, right? So you already, and you already know where you're going, right? You have your destination. But if there's no green signs on that road, you're tempted to, am I going the right way? Should I turn around? Did we miss an exit? But the, the green signs are confirmation. That's what we do as pastors. We're like the green signs on the road. Well, God has his word for that. When you're traveling the right path, the word is the signal that, okay, you know, again, I'm, a, I'm hearing this word and I'm doing the word and it's keeping me on path. But if I hear the word and don't do it, the scripture says he goes his way. And so, so now when I go, when I get tempted by the adversary and I'm going his way or my own way, but not the path of the truth, it says I can forget what man or man I am going this way. I forget my whole truth. I can question myself here. I can be depressed here. I can second guess if my, should I even be living? I can be suicidal here because I can't see myself. I can make choices that I think is going to destroy my whole life here. Here, I can make choices that may, 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 I may miss it and make some choices, but because I have the word, it's constantly showing me how it all can work together for my good. I just have to keep moving forward, right? No one has ever seen things work out for their good because they just stopped and gave up on the road. They have, you have to keep mo moving to see how it works out for your good, right? Even the GPS know that. You know, you make a wrong turn, the GPS don't go, boo. You know you're supposed to make that turn. Man, just forget it, man. Go on home. I've never seen the GPS do that. It gives you the next best step from where you are. Right? Uh, uh, go to exit 25, make a right. It never said turn around. It just gives you instructions for where you're at. What does it do? It reroutes you. But it keeps you moving forward, doesn't it? You've never heard a GPS say, man, pack the car up. Come on, man. Just back the car up, man, because you're just stupid. It doesn't say that, right? It just says, hey, it just gives you a make a right. You know, it just keeps telling you and make another right. It may even turn you around, but moving forward, right? And that's, that's, that's what this word does for us. So it says, if we hear the word and we're not a doer, we're likened to a man beholding himself natural face, and it beholds himself, goes his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. As soon as we forget who we are, now we're more tempted to be offered who we are, and the devil can always offer us lies. Oh, you don't know who you are? Oh, I, let me tell you who you are. 
See, because now you're not looking into the word to walk in the truth of who you are. That's why the Bible says in the last days when, when Christ shows up and people are going to, you know, some people going to the lake of fire or not, right? You know, it says it's going to be many people saying, I cast out demons, healed the sick, and raised the dead in your name. He says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I do not know you. Now, when you start to break down iniquity, that means you're covered in lies. That's what it's saying. You're covered in lies. You, 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 you sounded religious at church. You did some deeds, but you were living a lie most of the time. He says, so, you know, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I do not know you is this lie you're covered in. How do you expect to enter in and you decided that my design wasn't enough for you? <laughs> All right? And so, so the scripture says that we, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So it's lip honoring, but not uh, heart living for God. So a lot of people have lip honor for God, but they don't have heart living for God. It's Isaiah 29, 13. And so this is the thing, you know, most people that don't grow up have, uh, we've talked about this in the past, they have great form to hide great fake or fear. They have great form to hide great fake or fear, right? And we want to grow beyond just having great form, looking like uh, we're supposed to be, as supposed to actually from the inside out, walking in that truth. So this is the thing. The scripture says you're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Once again, that word iniquity is... You're living inside of a lie. We were shaped inside of a lie, so the goal is for us to be born again so we could be transformed back into the truth, right? So when you came into this earth realm, this world of, of craziness, you were born inside this world of, of, you know, we talked about the other week, lies and flies, right? But the goal is for us to be born again to be transformed back into the truth, Right? So that inequity living in a lie, right, is, it's, 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 uh, is, it's living or carrying something too heavy. And you know what's too heavy? Somebody else's design. Trying to fly with somebody else's wings. It's just too heavy. It's depressing. It's weighty. You're, you're, you know, you ever grow up in a family, a controlling family, uh, where, the, you know, the, the parents try to make you like just operate the way they think you should operate. And again, parents are supposed to guide you but not control you um, because what happens is they can actually, they can, they can, they're adding weight, you know, or, you know, if the parent wants you to do something because they, they never got to do it. Nah, that's, that's not going to help, you know. So now you're carrying the weight of trying to, you ever see the, the kid snap on a parent frustrated? I never wanted to do this anyway. Why? You know, they, you know, I never wanted to go to this school. You just want me to go to school because you went to this school. That's not what the goal is. That's too much weight for anybody in life. You just can't do it, right? That's why, I did, you know, at Ayers, Christmas in the Church, we just do what God tells us to do because there's no weight there. But if we're trying to do like all the other churches, if our members are just running around going, how come we don't do this because other churches do that? That's just too much weight, right? And, you know, I'm not carrying it, so. We ain't doing that because we're not that church. Sorry. Maybe they better. (laughs) 
You know what I'm saying? But we ain't doing it. We can only be good at what we're good at, you know. Even as an athlete or as a basketball player, I had to learn what my game was. You know, I had to learn how to play my game. I had to learn to play my game within the confines of being on the team because we all had to flow together. So I had to learn systems, but I had to learn how to incorporate my game within somebody's system, right? So I could maximize my ability to help the team win, all right? All right, so uh, what was we at in equity? All right. Let's go to Psalm 38.4. Psalm 38.4. So we've been talking about growing up, and this last week we were saying, can you live a lie? And a lot of times when people who are afraid to grow up or, or haven't been able to grow up, they, uh, they live a lie. You know, they, you know they, their whole life is a front. You know, sometimes when, you, when these people get older, I've had them, when they were locked up and when, it, when you finally get to talk to them, it's like, you know, had a situation with some youth. And so when they met me, I started talking about the Lord. You know, this was uh, maximum security uh, corrections. You know, at the, at the most, some of them will get juvenile life and they'll be locked up there until they were 21. Uh, but, but some of them probably didn't stay there for maybe a couple years or a year and a half. And so I was talking to him one day and one of the kids said, uh, said so Mr. Bradley, I only have one problem. He says, everything you're saying, man, is, is like, I get it. Uh, I need to change some things. He says, but what do I say to my brothers? He says, when I call them up, they're going to be like, yo, yo, we got this package for you, you know, because they sold drugs. I said, well, just uh, try something. I said, when, you, when, when they call you up, tell them the truth. Tell them how you really feel. Just see what they say. And so when they called them up, they said, hey, man, listen. They said, man, yo, we got your hook up. We got your spot for you. We got, we got your weight for you. We got your money for you. Everything's as soon as you get out. And the guy said, well, to be honest, man, um, I never really even liked selling drugs. He said, so I, I don't want to sell drugs when I get out. I never liked it. So the brothers was like, man, we never really liked it either. We was just saying that because we thought that's what you wanted to hear. Because <laughs> he was the person locked up, so they, they figured he hard now. So they didn't want to, you know, they were fronting for him, but he was fronting for them. And that's what's happening in a lot of our lives. We're fronting for people, and they're fronting. Everybody's fronting. The first, hey, first one to, to the truth releases the other person. <laughs> first person to the truth. Try it with your friends. Try the truth. See what happens. All right? Because everybody wants to live out the truth. All right? All right, so uh, Psalm 38.4 says, for, my, for mine inequities are gone over my head. So what he's saying is my, the lies have overtaken me. It says, as a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. So me fronting is just overwhelming. That's why people be arguing and snapping. Because they just, there's too much weight, right? You know, as soon as they squeeze, it just come out, ah! you know, because they just tired. You tired. You know, hey, out there watching TV land, right? You tired, ain't you? Good. If you tired, why don't you just walk in the truth? Just take a step in the truth. It feels so good. It's a wonderful thing. You never have to look over your shoulder because you could be that all the time. You don't have to keep remembering those lies either. Hey, if you don't like the person, just tell me you don't like them. How about that? Hey, if you, you don't want to hang, just tell me you don't want to hang. It's, it's, it's okay. All right? Be who you are. I was, I was playing with ball with a guy one day and uh, just started getting serious about being a Christian. You know, I, you know, I used to this was after my BC days. So we out there balling and, you know, we had a good time. Uh, just had a good day that day. Sat down. 
He said, man, about to get me a 40, man. Get me some, some girlies, some women, some shorties. I said, man, yeah, that's my BC days, man. I can't handle that no more. He said, huh? I said, yeah, I just can't handle that. He said, BC days, before Christ. He said, before Christ. I said, I can't even do that no more. And he changed his whole conversation. He's like, man, I was thinking about going back to church too. See, see, when he mentioned the girlies, he thought that's what I wanted to hear because I was playing, I was balling, so he thought this is what's going to impress this guy. And when I flipped the script and I started talking about, man, I, don't need, I can't handle that no more, it's living for Christ. Man, you know, y'all think about going back to church too. Try it, just try it. Try, try being who you are and, and change the peer pressure. Now, you be the peer pressure because people go, oh, you don't, you don't smoke? I used to do this with youth all the time, you know. You don't smoke? You don't drink? You ain't had sex yet? What's wrong with you? I flipped the whole thing. You you don't read the Bible? How you live out here, for real? You don't go to church? Man, I don't know how you do it. I can change the whole thing around. Why can't you be the peer pressure? Hmm, interesting. (laughs) Just something to think about, man. Right? You know, instead of living a lie, living in insecurity. See, I'm insecure. I'm not secure in my truth. So, so, so could you give me yours? <laughs> right? See, that lack of security, insecurity, lack of security, lack of confidence of who you are and what you'll be. Stay on your track. Go at your pace. Fulfill your design. Somebody may get to theirs ahead of you. So What? Right? Just go at your pace. You ain't did that yet? Nope. (laughs) Not my turn yet. Hey, you enjoy yourself, though. Look, everybody here got different birthdays. So we're going to, like, trip, like, like, you ain't had a birthday yet? No, it's not my birthday. (laughs) But it's the same thing with your purpose, with your design, with your greatness. It has a birthday, too. Everybody's greatness don't have the same birthday. So somebody goes, you ain't did that yet? Nope, it's not my birthday. Not my birthday for purpose, but you enjoy yourself, right? As opposed to, oh, what, what, I need to do that? You know, I, I, I told you a story when I was real young. You know, I was young and impressionable, and I walked into the gym and walked by a guy. He was an All-American. He was like, man, you ain't got no calves. I was like, I ain't got no calves? So I just do a calf register every day after that. <laughs> but... Well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I have a, uh, I don't have a, uh, uh, you know, so you got, you got your, your, your bowling ball, bulky body, you got your, you know, low center of gravity, running back type guy. I, I'm, I'm more of a, now I don't put on, on armor from lifting, but I'm more of a track. You know, I got track legs because I, 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 remember I was always fast. Always running all the time, running everywhere. I had to run back and forth to the store. You know the store, right? Right? All right. So, so, so I never was going to have the, the, the calves of a, you know, some. Yeah, we said Flintstone. Yeah, see, see. <laughs> well, I was never going to, because I have different type of legs. Just like, you know, we all got different type of feet. So somebody, man, why are your feet uh, straight across like that? Because that's the feet God gave me. Right? Yeah, so we got to be secure in our design. See, if you settle for what they allow you to do or what they successful you to do, 
or what they are doing, it's just going gonna, it's just gonna to add more frustration to you. And you'll never grow up. You can never grow up being someone else. You'll stay immature. You know, if your dependence is on their approval, you're in trouble, right? And that's, this is what happened in Acts chapter 9, verse 8. Paul was keeping up with everybody else, right? And he thought he was doing the right thing. You know, persecuting Christians and stuff like that. But he was, in their culture, the, uh, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So, so in our culture, we would say, you know, the religious circles of church, right? So, you know, they got the, uh, you go into some circles. If, if you go into some circles, everybody flows with their status. They won't even, they won't say, uh, how you doing? My name is Keith. Uh, I'm uh, apostle, doctor, you know, whatever. Because they, but they're waiting for you to go. And what's your status? You know, and then they, 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 they line up all these protocols so they can say, if you apply, if, if, if you line up with all these, you're special. If you don't, well, you ain't ready yet. You ain't ready. You ain't at our level. And, and if you measure a lot, a lot of these people's lives, they're not doing anything. The only thing that gives them their significance is these protocols that they've set up. But, but, they're, but, but they're not impacting the kingdom like they're supposed to. Well, Pharisees and the Sadducees was doing the same thing. They was just destroying folk. And so Jesus showed up. Paul was going to destroy more Christians. Jesus shows up, and he blinds them. They blinds them. And, and, and so he says, he says, what are you doing? He says, why, do you, why are you going against my will for my people? Why are you trying to corrupt my people from walking in their truth, basically? I'm, I'm paraphrasing the whole story in Acts chapter 9. And, but in Acts chapter 8, it says that he couldn't see nobody. He was blind. So what God did was he made them blind from the world so he could see the truth. See, what happens is we're so consumed with the world, we're blind from the truth most of the time. We can't see our truth because we're so consumed with everything that's going on. Man, you can't keep up with all this stuff out here. So what God did was he interrupted his life and he blinded him from everything that he was dependent on, and that was the world, so he could see the truth. And that's sometimes what he has to do with us, right? And, and this is, and I noticed this, like when, because this will happen to me, when God blind me from the world, I start seeing the truth, I notice something, when you see for the first time, you have a thirst for the truth. When you really can see, you're looking for the truth. Think about when we first got serious, like serious, right, you know, Right? And you start eating up the word. Well, you couldn't put it down because now you were getting answers to the truth. Now, before you picked up the word, you didn't think there was any truth in there, right? You didn't think you needed it because you was feeding off of the world. You was feeding off of lies. Lies was your appetite. But once you wake up and you start getting the truth, like, like I know this word backwards and forwards, not because I'm trying to be some type of special scholar. It's, man, when I started to see the truth, I just kept wanting more. And I'm still like that. I just keep wanting more truth and more truth and more truth. Like, man, why did, I remember I sat in the church, a uh, church that we eventually went to, and when I sat near that day, I said, I knew it was more to, to this than people was telling me. I didn't know what it was, but I knew there was some truth missing. And that's what happens. Like, see, when you're living blind, you accept a lie. When you're living blind, you accept a lie. That's why the Bible says you know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So it's amazing how we thirst for, for truth as soon as our eyes open. You know, what a contrast to living among lies and being comfortable. 
Like most of our life, we live along, among lies and we're comfortable as opposed to walking in the truth. So now this is the only piece. We're going to close out here in a second. But this is the only piece that we're really going to have to work on. And we're going to be honest with ourselves because we're growing up, right? That's what the goal is. We're growing up. So we're going to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with the fact that we've been masters of diversion. So, so God loves us. And this is how God operates. Like I said, when you get off track and you go on, you, you, you're, you're moving towards a lie, God is always sending help. It could be pastors, teachers, mamas, dads, friends, people in the kingdom, always sending somebody to bring us back to the truth, right? But we're masters of diversion. So somebody starts to tell us, hey, you're on the wrong road. You need to be the truth. We look at that as something, a flaw or imperfection. You know, so we're so busy fighting. Ain't nothing wrong with me. This is the right track. Listen, I know the road I'm going on. Why are you trying to get me over there? I don't need to go. Everybody don't need to go on that road. But see, that's not a road that everybody's on. The Bible says it's a narrow way and not many people go thereby. Everybody's on the lie road. Very few people are on the truth road. And so we got to stop. We got to grow up and stop being masters of diversion. As soon as we hear the truth, we snap, we throw tantrums, we get defensive, right? What you trying to say? What you trying to say? I'm trying to say the truth that you need to hear, right? We're like, like we're, we, we operate in, in such a fragile place in this life, like, like we... I was watching this the other day, and he, 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 I don't know what the person said, but I watched some sports shows. So the guy was apologizing because he said, he said one thing about one person. He was, he, now, he's been joking about this for years. Like, he's, like he may go, uh, I, let's say the person's name is Tiny, right? So this particular person may go, man, you, you let Tiny drop 40 on you? Tiny? You know, so because the person's name is Tiny, so he's been saying this for years. But he said something about a person, and it was from another country, and everybody was in uproar. So he had to apologize to millions of people because they were sensitive, right? But that's, this is our culture now. Any little thing you say, oh, 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 you could lose your job. You could be fired because now it's, it's catered towards immature people. It's not catered for grown-ups. Everything in life is catered for immature people. And we can watch, we better watch it. We, we'll get caught up in the same thing too. Everything is about immature people. Well, you don't want this person offended. You don't want this person hurt. What about the old sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? What happened to that? Simple concept, but it's the truth. Right? Like, like so, so, so we got to stop being masters of the version. Stop. Hey. Close the panic room, change the combination, and don't go back in there. Because we panic. Like, as soon as somebody, the truth is coming, and you got to accept the fact that you've been living a lie, you've been in denial, you've been pretending, you ain't handled your business and been consistent at nothing. But instead of you going, man, I, I need to be more consistent. I ain't been consistent at nothing. And then changing, you're going, well, you know, everybody's not consistent. Nobody's perfect. And no, we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about your consistency. You can be consistent. Most of the days or every day of your life, you still ain't perfect. Well, you need to be more disciplined. Well, nobody's perfect. Okay, you can be disciplined. You can be the most disciplined person that we know. You still ain't perfect. 
So, so why do we keep going to perfect when somebody say this? And the word per- perfection means maturity, grown up. So you don't want to grow up? Nobody's grown up now either, huh? That's what it means. <laughs> so nobody grown up? Well, that's a lie. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So we got to get to a place where we're, we're not in denial. Remember Peter? Uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus was talking to him. He said, man, I'm going to be with you, man. Lip service. I'm going to be with you. He said, man, before the cock crow twice, you're going to deny me three times. Deny you three times, he, he start tripping. But it actually happened. Right? And, and what happens? The person came up to him and said, man, you was with Jesus. Man, 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 I wasn't with no Jesus. In denial. Massive diversion. Didn't want to embrace the fact that if I embraced I'm with Jesus, maybe something might happen to me, this, that, and the other. But the bottom line is, if I walk in truth, I'm protected by God. Right? We got to stop that. It's, that was back in the garden. After they sinned, what did they do? They hid themselves and they deflected. God said, where art thou? And, oh, did you eat of the tree? Instead of him embracing the truth, he was like, well, the woman you gave me. See, it was a diversion. Well, it wasn't for her. She actually really ate of the tree. Man, I'm just trying to protect her, man. She's tripping. And then when he went to Eve, she was like, well, the serpent, you know, he starts uh, gaming me as opposed to yeah, man, <laughs> it looked good for food, man. He talked about I just I could be more wiser, man. I went I went for the okie doke, right? I didn't I didn't trust the truth I already had. I I, tr- I figured if I added lies to it, it would make it better. I didn't trust the truth I already had. I figured if I add lies to it, I'd make it better. You can't help truth with lies. You can only destroy your truth, and from that point on, that's when people start living in depression. They start living suicidal. They get frustrated. They start second-guessing if, they, if they're more valuable than somebody else. Stop looking around. Everything you have is in you. Stop looking around. It's all in you. God, God made it from, from when he first birthed you. Psalm 139, excuse me, Psalm 139, 14. Fearfully and wonderfully made you. You don't have to look for it. It's right inside. All right? All right, so that's why the Scripture says when you go into this Word, you're beholding yourself in the mirror and you're changing to His image day by day. You're changing to the truth. All right, so that's all we have for today on being grown up, our, our fourth segment of being grown up. And so let's, let's, let's talk a little bit. Uh, what stood out for you? What did you realize? Um, uh, where were you challenged? <laughs> 